Hi, welcome to Neuroverse, a podcast hosted by Clara and Carolina, where we discuss all matters from neuroscience to philosophy and beyond. But today we're going to be discussing our year on Neuroverse. First of all, we'd like to thank everyone who's tuned in. It's been such an incredible year and we never expected to have such an amazing reception to our ideas. Yeah, it's been such a fun year. We've explored so many topics and we've really enjoyed interacting with you guys and improving and expanding our podcast and also just learning a lot on the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why don't we first start by reflecting on how Neuroverse came about to be? Yes. <laughs> so Clara and I first met at the University of Edinburgh in our master's. We took a class together called Neural Dynamics, which is an amazing module. <laughs> yes. And it was taught by Matt Noland, our project supervisor, and also Ian Dugwood, who does some really cool research uh, in systems neuroscience at the University of Edinburgh as well. So I remember like one of our first conversations was on individuality. Mm -hmm. um, and as I actually mentioned in that episode, I had read an article about trees. Of course. <laughs> yeah, which is my favorite topic or yeah. thing. Um, and how trees, forests can sort of migrate when they like detect signals of danger and so that how forests communicate and whether or not this is comparable to neurons in a brain or just our brains um, at a systems level and and then you also started talking about things on like a biochemistry level yeah and also uh, related to this episode that I saw from Quantum Magazine about how they were philosophizing about what is an individual in the sense that can be an o can an ocean be considered an individual where does it yeah, start and, and where does it end and i think you said bacteria as yeah. well and back down to the micro scale yeah and well that was a really fun combo and then you suggested the idea of a podcast i said why not yeah i was like <laughs> why don't we start a podcast together i think that's so indicative <laughs> of our personalities as well because it's just like you just going for things and me just going along with things yeah <laughs> no <laughs> I do remember you being like, yeah, like, that's great, but um, how do we do it? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. And now we're here. <laughs> yeah. I guess we did figure it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Still learning, though. Um, anyways, then we started to just dive in with all the content, and we had so many topic ideas. Yeah. We still have, like, a list of at least 100. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just kept coming and coming, and I think with neuroscience and science in general, and philosophy, like, there's just so many interesting topics to dive into. Yeah, and especially because I like that our podcast, hopefully, is quite interdisciplinary. Mm -hmm. And so if we're in the mood for, like, something more philosophical we can choose a topic related to that or something more creative or something more neuroscience and I just love how the inspirations for many of our podcasts is so like spontaneous sometimes yeah well I think a good example of that is when we did the episode with Tact who are yeah. this incredible um art duo and uh we saw them for the first time at the fence conference and they do these incredible audio visual art pieces related to science and um it's honestly one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, same. That was one of my favorite episodes. I absolutely loved talking to them. And yeah. it was so cool to like talk about the relationship between science and art for once. Yes. Instead of just sticking to the hardcore science and yeah, facts. You know? Absolutely. 
And I like uh, that one of the emerging messages of that episode was that scientists can be artists and artists are, are also quite scientific and methodological. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember how we chose the, the name, name Neuroverse? Um, I do because I remember what I initially wanted to call it. Yeah. I initially wanted to call it Tertulia, mm -hmm. which is um, a Portuguese name for like, it's not conversations. It's more of like like philosophical but not it doesn't necessarily have to be philosophical it's a practice of people sitting down in a bar in a lounge in a cafe and having interesting conversations and that's just our name for it it's tertulia and i think it's so beautiful how we have a name for it yeah i think it is as well yeah I mean, that speaks to the power of language <laughs> uh, which is definitely something we will cover in an episode next year yeah um but then i remember well as i'm not portuguese yeah. <laughs> Something a bit more universal. <laughs> yes. So, literally. Yeah. So, <laughs> so first, we wanted to make it neuroscience related. Yeah. Uh, so neurotulia was the idea, mm -hmm. and I remember going home and I kind of like it though neurotulia. I do like it. Yeah. But it didn't mean much to me since yeah. I'm not Portuguese. Yeah. Um, but I remember going home and then I just was like, oh my gosh, neuroverse. So mm -hmm. something more universe. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we settled on Neuroverse, and I like it. Yeah. Until today. I haven't yet regretted this decision. Me neither. I love it. <laughs> Every time um, I introduce our podcast to other people, I say Neuroverse, and they're like, oh, good name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I also yeah. like that verse has, like, a double meaning, because we love, we both love poetry. Yeah. And so it's the verse. And podcast is all about speaking, which mm. is verse. Yeah. The spoken universe. word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the art of spoken word poetry. Mm -hmm. We may be considering releasing a like a few sound clips of some of our spoilers. <laughs> bloopers. <laughs> bloopers, yeah. Because yeah. things don't always go as smoothly as you No, it's hear. actually a bit ridiculous how much we edit out. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed the Oxygen episode, actually, like the debate. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably one of our giggliest episodes For that sure. we didn't edit out the giggle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I like it though. I think it's it was such a fun episode. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. I think maybe we should do more debates. Yeah. <laughs> Such as um, molecular versus electrophysiology techniques in neuroscience. Oh, that's I think that would be a good debate. Yeah. <laughs> but although it's unfortunate, we 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 agree on a lot, a lot. Although sometimes but we not. disagree on a lot as well. Yeah. I mean, okay. You will always be a dualist. Not I will always. always. That's subject to change. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Potentially. Of course, of course. No, but that's definitely some one of the main yeah. ones we haven't agreed on. Yeah. I think the fact we both emphatically agreed on determinism... Yeah, was, I was expecting... I was not expecting you to. I was not expecting you to. You thought I was a free willer. Because you, <laughs> you're so spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I think it's because I I really appreciate different ways of thinking and mm -hmm. different ways of knowing, mm -hmm. and I don't like to value any certain way over another too much. So even like science as a way of thinking, I, I don't like to put too much value on it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I think that was also like a little bit of my love for the episode on scientific planes of understanding and also the art episode with tact and that we really got to appreciate different disciplines and also art which is so outside within the realm of science and i listened to a podcast episode recently with eric howell in the brain inspired podcast and um he was talking about the importance of merging the humanities with science and i think that's so true yeah um, 
Yeah, uh, the point I wanted to make with the free will versus determinism episode is that the fact we both emphatically agreed so much, I think it would have been more interesting if one of us was a hardcore free willer. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. That's why... Because someone did say to me, that's a bit of oh, a, yeah. a biased yeah, <laughs> episode, but and it's true. That's why I was saying earlier that if we do more debates, yeah. then we have to either choose sides. Mm -hmm. Like the oxygen one, we chose... We chose sides we beforehand. Did. I was but very like, prepared to argue my case. <laughs> but so was I. But yeah. I think those sides were chosen because I personally kind of believed, well, did believe what I was saying, you know? Yeah. I've always had this issue with oxygen. And also because it's not a, really a belief of, on how the world works. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess, okay. I was just thinking, like, I swear we actually disagree on a lot, but then somehow we in the universe, we always agree. We, I think what happens is we usually start off with our own ideas of things that we've read, and then as we discuss it, we realize that either there are flaws in our logic, or either there's a way that both of our ideas can somehow coexist. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's pretty think easy it's, to make ideas coexist. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's healthy. That's what humans should do in order yeah. to be able to coexist is to discuss ideas and then kind of come to a middle term as long as you're not afraid of posing a contradictory point of view to probe mm. an idea you know yeah like oxygen that yeah. was very um <laughs> uncalled for carolina <laughs> <laughs> it was unnecessary <laughs> no but necessary yeah exactly what I'm, yeah definitely no i know i know i was kidding also i remember when we decided on uh doing an episode on the scientific planes of understanding. Yeah. And it was when we were both feeling very overwhelmed with our dissertation, <laughs> trying to finish writing up our theses, and then we were just bonding over how difficult neuroscience is because yeah. you have to think across multiple scales. Yeah. That's when you introduced me to the idea of like biochemistry being more at a fixed scale in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember I had this moment of nostalgia where... I was like, because we were working with Channel Rodofson and I was telling you how like for half a semester, half a module in one of my semesters, we literally just studied the Channel Rodopsin protein and yeah. how like light harvesting proteins work and how they're so dynamic and how it's so like precise to the photon that they have to be that specific shape, that specific size to pass the light energy around. And I was showing Clara like the gorgeous uh, protein structures and I was like, see, it makes sense. It's, <laughs> it's so simple in my head. Yeah. And then to think about neuroscience and it's not only anatomy, it's not only morphology, it's not only um, like dynamics, it's, it's everything. It's philosophical yeah. too. And yeah, like you need to focus on one thing, but then also keep in mind that everything else is also there. Like the dynamics with the system or, oh, if you shift your perspective, everything might be basically completely different. Yeah. And also another problem I was having is I was getting so sucked into the the hardcore science of it in terms of like you know I, I got these EPSPs what does it mean what does it mean and then my supervisor was trying to encourage me being like so what like what's the big question like why do we care about this and I was like well you know memory and like spatial cognition it was like so what and it just it was really forcing me to get out of the science and into the philosophy and relate everything and, and make it, I guess, meaningful, but 
I, I think it's so easy to just get sucked into the science and forget the bigger pictures. Yeah, but so important to remember the bigger picture because it guides your thinking. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of cool that in neuroscience you can do that and be like, so I found a specific type of neuron that acts this way when this happens. Oh my gosh, it's in charge of memory, maybe. <laughs> Obviously, don't do that. But <laughs> yeah, you have like the possibility to kind of speculate to a certain level. Yeah. Uh, but Which anyways, is cool. Yeah, very cool. But that was also our most popular episode to yeah, date. Yeah, absolutely. Like, by far. <laughs> yeah, by far. <laughs> so, I'm glad everyone enjoyed that, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I, I really enjoy about our podcast and that came about quite spontaneously is I feel like there have been a lot of underlying themes that have just arisen throughout. And so... So for me, one of the things that I found really interesting that came across in the mycelium episode and in the understanding the world through physics episode with Lisa is that there is a sense of unity in the laws of the universe. So, for example, when we were comparing um, statistics about the universe versus the morphology of neurons, we realized how similar everything was in terms of dimensions. And also when we were looking at mycelium, we realized that the direction the mycelium were growing was related to uh, voltage and calcium signaling. And that related so much to neurons and the way that human quote-unquote intelligence works. And so we compared it to plant intelligence and fungi intelligence. And, and I just think it's so cool how there are these underlying laws of the universe that are quite unconnected if you're sucked into your own areas, such as fungi. But then if you take the time to talk to other areas, you realize how everything's connected. And this also relates to the noise episode with the 1 over F function and that you mentioned it's present everywhere in terms of the ocean and the stock market and noise in the brain. And isn't that insane? Yeah, exactly. And one of our objectives in Neuroverse mm-hmm. was to connect the dots between yeah. different areas of knowledge and between episodes. And so I'm glad we have come to like certain constant realizations that we always come back to. Mm. Um, I, I feel like this is almost like a step towards a unified theory of everything. <laughs> like if we can like put all of these laws together, maybe maybe it's one over F, who knows? That's good I- idealistic frame <laughs> But I don't know, I just thought it was cool. I was also yeah. gonna say that, that another related but completely contrasting idea mm-hmm. that at least I always come back to, which we also discussed with Lisa, is that humans are pattern seekers, that humans like to look for patterns in everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is important to bear in mind because even though we're saying, oh, like, look at the trees, look at the mushrooms, like mm-hmm. they act the same as the stars. Yeah. But also we are human after all. And maybe mm-hmm. this is just the way that we like to think about the world yeah. through patterns and categorizing things and seeing patterns. Yeah. <laughs> but also Lisa said that, for example, when I made the comparison with the morphology of neurons and stars, um, she was very quick to like calm me down and be like, well, that's probably related to simply like, you know, like energetically it's more favorable to be in that way. Yeah. But that doesn't deny the fact that there's like this energetic favorability, that there's the these specific I don't know, laws that un- underlie everything and that we perhaps is like what led to life to be able to exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which also links to another huge concept we always return to, which is which we dedicated a whole episode on even, which is the structure-function relationship. Yes. So how structure links to function and the function of things yeah. that is required from them kind of constrains and guides their structure. Yeah. And that's what Lisa mentioned mm-hmm. in terms of the 
the cosmic web in the brain. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was actually something else that I was going to say that I like how with certain topics we somehow, there's an emergent activistic property almost <laughs> in that we for example with the structure function episode we added oh, dynamics yeah. into yeah. it and yeah and then after that episode every time we referred to structure function we were like oh but now we know that <laughs> it's actually triangle of yeah. structure function and, and dynamics, dynamics in a yeah. system working together i think that's a perfect example of where having a, a neuroscience background speaking to you because I didn't arrive to this conclusion by myself and in neuroscience dynamics is such a prevalent topic that you you were the one that was able to pinpoint oh yeah and dynamics and in my head it was always very structural (laughs) yeah well I can't say that this was not influenced by the fact that I was at the time taking the class neural dynamics yes (laughs) (laughs) so thank you Matt Nolan and Ian Dugas yeah (laughs) um so other than Tact and Lisa, who we mentioned, having them on the podcast and how much we enjoyed the episodes, we had a bunch of other really interesting guest speakers as well. Uh, we did an episode on the mind-muscle connection with Jubilant Amalendron. Mm-hmm. We also did an episode on the philosophy of machine learning with Alex Muknuk. And on cross-modal plasticity with Joanna Yansu. And uh, neurogenesis with Carlotta Barelli. And then communicating neuroscience in the 21st century with Dr. Ginger Campbell, which mm-hmm. was pretty exciting because it was great to talk to another neuroscience podcaster. Yeah. And we also did methodologies of neuroscientific investigations, a philosophical perspective with Shubham Ganguly, where it was really fun to explore different neuroscientific methodologies. Yeah. And then most recently with Olivia Surly on dating apps, the architects of contemporary relationships so firstly we want to say thank you so much to all of our guest speakers for joining us and opening our minds because a lot of the episodes we did that we just said were a bit different and a bit outside of our normal neuroscience range i think yeah absolutely it's fun deep diving into different areas that we're comfortable with yeah yeah and getting another perspective on it mm-hmm. yeah And uh, I'm sure you've all had your Spotify wrapped for the year, (laughs) if you're on Spotify, and so did we in our podcast. (laughs) And uh, And we were pleasantly surprised by some of the statistics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, we created, apparently, 829 minutes of new content, which is more than 95% of other creators in the science podcast category. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And we also reached 46 countries, with the top five being the UK, Singapore, Portugal, United States, and Germany. So thank you all for tuning in. Our podcast was also in the top 5% of the most shared globally. So thank you, anyone who shared our podcast. And please keep doing so. Yeah. <laughs> We were uh, the top 10 podcast for 147 fans and the top five for an additional 103 fans. So thank you so much. We really appreciate all the support and keep sharing the love for science and neuroscience with your friends. Um, Going back to um, our episodes and running themes, I think another really cool running theme that sprung from our episodes was mindfulness. Mm. So our episode on silence in the age of noise, our episode on breathing, the brain, being, our episodes on sleep, on the polyvagal theory and yoga. I I really liked um, in all of the episodes, a lot of the um, focus on 
autonomic versus non-autonomic functions and how potentially we have a control of external stimuli, which completely contradicts um, our episode on color, where we say <laughs> that we're a vessel to our sensations. Yeah. And our episode on free will and determinism. Yes, <laughs> but from a day-to-day -day perspective for our well-being, I think it's good to have this perspective that you have control of this one specific moment, of this one specific breath, and that meditative approach to life. Well, it's also complementary in a way, because even if, also, beliefs subject to change, let's put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but even if the colors we see and the sounds we hear, even if we can't control what's incoming, the mindfulness aspect is the fact that we can develop a sense of control from the top down. Yeah. So. It, it is complementary actually that um, mindfulness in terms of, in the sense of top-down control of our inputs can help us live a better life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like that this topic was touched on throughout our podcast as well. And just in general that like we had the freedom to just choose the topics that interest us. And mm -hmm. it's been such a privilege to be able to rant and talk about random things that I love like the hippocampus is a brain region mm -hmm. uh, and computational units in my in the brain mm -hmm. and evolution yeah evolution <laughs> I have to say there's a reason it was the second episode yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I think we need to do another one on evolution yeah I, I think there's also been a couple of episodes that we've definitely said oh we'll do a a follow-up episode because there's so much more to be said yeah uh, including our first one ever individuality yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two other episodes that i really enjoyed was free will versus determinism and whether consciousness equals memory i have a particular fondness for the philosophical episodes i i love philosophy and yeah like you said doing this podcast and having the freedom to deep dive into these topics are is such a privilege and i really enjoy discussing it yeah definitely so now about our future plans yeah. <laughs> what's gonna be happening in the next year yeah we have so many exciting plans that we can't wait for you all to tune in to so to start off with uh we have a new instagram page so you can follow us not only on twitter but now also on instagram both handles are the same so yeah. it's neuroverse underscore pod yeah in the coming year we also have a very exciting announcement which is that we will be making some merchandise um we have some cool designs being developed and you can support us further by buying our merch and helping to further spread the word about neuroverse yeah and also um donating to our ko-fi page if you feel like um, you're in the Christmas spirit to support your local podcasters <laughs> <laughs> or global. Mm -hmm. um, we have very exciting guests lined up and we're always looking for collaborators or if you want to advertise or fund us, do reach out. You can send us an email or reach out through our social media on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting an episode every second Thursday from now on. Yes. And our next episode will come out after the new year. And the topic is going to be on the philosophy of color. So do t stay tuned for that one. We can't wait for everything to come in the new year. And thanks again so much for your support in the past year. We're looking forward to yet another full year of Neuroverse. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this um, outtake. 
and our thoughts and how Neuroverse started. And we really appreciate everyone who's listened. And we are so excited to take you on this journey of Neuroverse uh, up until next year and our, all of our future plans, which you should stay tuned for because they're very exciting. <laughs>